Hello and welcome. My name is Megan Lucky and this is A Lucky Life. Come along with me as I try and get to know myself better and hopefully help you get to know yourself better too. Happy 2024 everyone. I hope you guys have gotten the year off to a wonderful start. Um, I have not. (laughs) I've been sick so I like to think of it like my body is cleansing and purging all of the negativity and all the toxins out to start the new year. But I've been down and out for the count a little bit the last week or so. I know you probably don't believe me, but I am feeling better. Even though you can hear it, it's still in my voice. I still have some lingering symptoms. But I always feel like a colds and whatever winter sickness that you have just takes forever to fully go away. But I made a funny joke and making fun of myself because I went to some parties over New Year's in Florida, of course, and I ended up sick, but it's not COVID. And I took a COVID test and I posted like a picture of my COVID negative test saying like, I'm unwell, but it's not COVID. And this is why we can't have nice things. This is why I can't make funny jokes anymore. I'm still going to, but it's all these fucking idiots saying, oh, I thought that was a pregnancy test. I thought you were pregnant. Congratulations. Like it says COVID on the test and like read the caption i just anyways so moving on this week we are going to talk about new year's resolutions and i'm really excited for this topic and i'm sure some of you same same idiots are probably like why are you talking about new year's resolutions it's january 9th it's too late for that And what I have to say to that is, no, it's not. It's never too late to set good goals. I actually think it's a good time to talk about it because even if you have set them already and you're really happy with them, maybe you want to add some, maybe you want to revise some of your New Year's resolutions. Maybe you're something like me or definitely like past me who didn't take the time to make New Year's resolutions because holidays are busy with parties and catering to so many different things in so many different places at once. So let's take some time today to talk about our New Year's resolutions. The podcast is a place that I want to focus some of my resolute energy. I don't know if that's a thing or if I'm saying that right at all, but I want to focus some of that energy towards this year. And one of the things that I talked about in the last episode was I want to prepare more. I'm I'm breaking this down into bi-weekly episodes so that I can really give a lot more of my attention to the episodes and I'm not just churning them out to churn them out. So I did a lot of preparation for this episode. I listened to some of my favorite podcasters talk about New Year's resolutions. I watched YouTube videos. I did some meditations. I did some research and I also did some reflecting of my own to kind of be able to say what I want to say. Setting aside time to prep and making these episodes bi-weekly are among many things that I would like to play around with and adjust regarding the podcast this year. Another thing that I would like to adjust ever so slightly is our tarot card. One tarot card every podcast. I'm keeping that, but I'm going to move it to the end of the podcast because I realize and I just feel like it's not seamless. It makes it hard for me to kind of transition sometimes. I also feel that it's not for everybody and it kind of can take away from the purpose and the main points of the episode, at least in the beginning. So if I have it at the end, if you really want and if you really hate the freaking tarot card that much, you can dip out early and I won't judge you. So lots of new and 
fun different changes to come for the podcast this year. Now let's talk about resolutions that we can all relate to and resolution rules and steps that we can use to make better goals and better New Year's resolutions for ourselves for this year. I also just say that I used to hate New Year's resolutions. Like I used to hate them. I actually boycotted New Year's resolutions for at least two years because I was like, they always made me feel like shit about myself. They made me feel shame. They made me look back at years past and be like, wow, like I haven't done anything that I wanted to do. I have the same resolutions every year. We used to do them as a family and this is nothing against my family and the way we did that. Uh, but we would sit around the table and talk about our resolutions and I would feel pressure to add ones that my the rest of my family had or that my family thinks I should have and I just felt like shit whenever I did them I remember talking with my therapist last year about New Year's resolutions and how I always felt like shit when I made them and she was like well you should steal my New Year's resolution rule which is one word of the year and I know that that's like a thing now and I actually ended up not only stealing this rule but I stole her word <laughs> her word was alignment and I wanted my word to be balance. And she was like, okay, like, tell me about that. And I was like, I do too much of this and not enough of this. So I want to balance this. And she was like, okay, but like you're, you may be setting yourself up even with that word to feel self-loathing and setting yourself up to fail and, and look at the failure. And I was like, hmm, damn it. She's like, you need to know yourself at least well enough to know that if you've been trying something over and over again and it's not working don't set yourself up to try that the same way again and feel that failure and reinforce that negative belief within yourself so her word was alignment and I was like I love that like I want to be doing things that are aligned with me and that made more sense for who I was at the time who I wanted to be and it made me feel good about where it was going you can steal that word if you'd like I'm, I'm sharing it I might even use it again this year however I could also have the word balance this year because I would define it so much differently than I would last year which is why it could work this year this year I would look at balance and think more about okay as long as I'm doing these amazing, beautiful things that are putting me closer to my goals and my dreams, then I can balance them with empathy for myself when I'm not doing those things. Whereas last year, it would have been solely kind of focused on the scarcity of not doing the things. So I really think it's finding a word that really serves you and knowing what serves you best. So that kind of leads me into this rule for New Year's resolutions. Make sure that your New Year's resolutions aren't setting you up for failure. They're not overly ambitious. It's great to be ambitious. It's great to believe in yourself, but know yourself well enough to know that you're not setting yourself up for failure. Know that your goals are digestible and actually attainable within your capacity. So how can we find this balance in our New Year's resolutions? How can we avoid feeling like shit when we're making these New Year's resolutions, right? Let's talk about some tools and tips that I have for avoiding this. First of all, you can just come up with one word like we talked about. Also, find the balance between quality and quantity. We don't want to set too little. We still want to have faith in ourselves and we want to really make our dreams happen and not waste any time but we also don't want to have 
too much. So finding the balance. Another way we can help ourselves achieve this balance when making our New Year's resolutions is to make sure that we're acknowledging what worked and went well in 2023 and the years past and what we want to continue not just what we want to do differently not just the new things that we want to do or not do but the things that we want to continue that way we're acknowledging the progress that we've made and we're feeling good about that and we want to continue these things like for example for me this year i did so much better than any year ever in reading i read 30 plus books and I haven't done that in ages. So instead of me saying like, oh, I want to read even more this year and I want to read however many books, 40 books or whatever, I want to acknowledge that this is a good habit that I want to continue doing. I've, I've done great. Keep it up. And that way I'm looking at it like, okay, I don't feel like shit. Because years past, I put read, read, read. And now that it's, I'm looking at it again, it's like, oh, it's still on the list. But it's something that I'm continuing now. It's something that I've already created the habit of doing. I just want to continue that and acknowledge and give myself a little pat on the back that I'm not starting from scratch here and I'm not loathing myself for never having started this good habit. Something I've seen a lot, it's very trendy in the New Year's resolutions department this year is ins and outs. Lists of ins, things you want to bring into your life this year, and outs, things you want to release and get rid of. But again, I think that neglects the continuation, things you want to continue doing. So I really think that's an important part that that kind of list negates. So as long as you kind of can incorporate it in that, then go f by all means, go for it, do your ins and outs lists. And another tool is like we said, reflecting on what went well this year. We also want to reflect on what didn't go well this year or what could have gone better and not focusing in and letting it totally consume you and feel like okay like now I'm looking at the year as a failure we don't want to do that we want to again find the balance between being honest with ourselves about our capacity and our limitations and our weaknesses but also being compassionate towards ourselves and giving ourselves grace when it comes to those limits and weaknesses so what could have gone better you can even look at if you had a physical list from years prior like I had a Pinterest board that I looked at recently that was my 2022 New Year's resolutions vision board and I looked at the vision board and I saw a lot of things that I had not done and I was like oh you know like okay I need to move those things onto the new list this year but I also saw a lot of things that I had done so some of those things that I hadn't done and that didn't necessarily go this year was something as simple as drinking more water. Didn't do well at last year. I'm not going to go from zero to 100, but I definitely am going to focus more on it this year. And there were also things that weren't as obvious that were like, maybe I made a little bit of progress. Maybe I didn't. But again, just how I reacted to all these things gives me so much information on how to make my goals. Like boundaries was on my list. And I'm thinking, no, I didn't really do well on boundaries this year, but I also did a lot better than years past. So I can give myself that. But it shows me, okay, well, I maybe need to bump that up in priorities. So there's that. So looking back on years past, 
from a lens of, wow, I did so much. I'm really proud of myself. But also, okay, here's where I, I still feel like that I could do better. Here's where I'm feeling that I really want to do better. Another rule and tip is to make sure that your list does not consist of things you think you should do. And Mel Robbins said this on her podcast as well. She said, a lot of the time we are moving so fast. We're on autopilot. We're surrounded by people and we don't stop and think about what's really authentic to us, what goals are really coming from within, from us. And again, all these things we're talking about are allowing us to do that. But it's important to mention that we shouldn't be doing things just because we think we should, but things that we really, really want because they're authentic to us. Okay, now that we've talked about like looking backward, looking at years past and reflecting and how that can help our New Year's resolutions, now let's talk about looking forward and how that can help making our New Year's resolutions because it's important to be able to envision and be authentic, like we said, about that vision and who we want to be a year from now and who we need to be now to be able to get to that version of ourselves within a year. A few questions you can ask yourself to help come up with that vision. Who do you want to be a year from now? What kind of person more specifically do you want to be a year from now? And what do you want to achieve a year from now? What do you want to achieve in your lifetime? And how can you be that person now? What kind of changes do you need to make now to work towards being that kind of person who achieves those kinds of things. And how does the suggestion of those changes make you feel? Do they make you feel bad about yourself? Do they make you feel excited and encouraged and motivated? Let's say you've already made your New Year's resolutions and a lot of them are things you think you should do and you're kind of like, hmm, I don't know where to even start with things that I want to change that are authentic to me. I don't know what I really, really want to change and what is coming from outside of me. And I don't know where to begin. Like, I know I want to be better. I don't feel good about myself, but I don't even know what to change. I'm not telling you what you should do, but here are some of the categories that you can use as broad umbrellas for your New Year's resolutions if you need places to jump off of. Relationships is a big one for me. I know that I'm someone who really values my connections with other people. I have goals with how I want to be as a partner romantically. Like even if you're not in a romantic relationship, you can still practice with your family and your friends on being the version of you who gets triggered and responds and reacts in a healthier way than you do now or than you have in the past. You can still work on those things that will inevitably come up in romantic relationships with yourself and with other people. And you can practice that. You can also, if having a relationship is on your list of New Year's resolutions, you can also work on just putting yourself out there, building a community. There's lots of ways that you can achieve relationship-themed goals on your own. Outside of being who I want to be in my communication, in my romantic relationships, I also want to have more quality communication in my friendships. So maybe that means making some sacrifices in quantity and setting some boundaries where I need to so that I can give my full energy to having deeper 
and more meaningful connections. I want to write more cards and connect with people that way because that's important to me and it's something that I want to continue. The next category I have is personal growth and this is definitely more on the mental side of things, learning, growing. So that's where my reading would fall under and maybe some journaling as well as learning a new language. That's something that again has been on my bucket list that I don't want to beat myself up over because I know my limits, but doing a little bit of Duolingo every day, that's a big one. And I also think it's something that we neglect. A lot of our New Year's resolutions focus on physical health and sometimes we neglect this aspect of personal mental growth when usually, I'm not going to make a blanket statement, but usually if you work on your mental health, you know what? I will make a fucking blanket statement. If you work on your mental health and you work on growing yourself from the inside out, I promise you, I promise you that it will have an effect on your physical health. I said it. You can come attack me if I'm wrong, but you will feel better about yourself. So let's say your your goals are all about like your image and your appearance and and they're all physical related goals to get there. Um, if you work on your mental health, I promise you, you'll start looking at your image a little bit differently. You may still want to improve losing weight or, or building muscle in certain areas. But if you work on your mental health, those things will be easier to achieve and they will be much happier to achieve. And you'll remove some of the mental blocks that you don't even know that you have in order to get there. This is my biggest category and this is my best piece of advice for you is don't neglect this category this year. Moving on seamlessly to our next category is physical health. So that's how do you want to feel in your body? How do you want to feel about your body? We want to feel good in ourselves and there's nothing wrong with that. We want to feel good about the way we look. We want to feel the good about the way that we feel about ourselves and maybe that means losing weight maybe that means eating better as long as it's coming from a place of self-love and you might not maybe you're not there today that's okay if it's a goal that you have then it's a goal that you have that's your choice it's your goal I empower you to go for whatever you think is going to make you a better version of yourself I have a lot of my New Year's resolutions focused on physical health this year and I feel that I have neglected it in past years and I really want to have good healthy habits. I want to live a long life. I want to take care of myself and my body. The next category is work and money. Career and finances. I'm grouping them together because usually they go hand in hand. They don't always. No, they they, they pretty much do. They pretty much go hand in hand. But where do you want to be in your career a year from now? Maybe you want a promotion. Maybe you want to change career paths. Maybe you want to take on a side hustle. Where are you in a year and what do you need to do today to start working towards that goal? Whether it's saving more money, putting more money in the bank. Set those goals authentically for yourself. Know your limits, but also give yourself faith and deadlines and stick to them. The next category is spirituality. Maybe you want to go to church more. Maybe you're religious and you want to spend more time praying or worshiping. Or maybe you want to meditate more. I know that's something for me that makes me feel spiritually connected. So that's 
definitely high on my to-do list this year. So how can you feel more spiritually connected? Next, and also not to be neglected, is fun and adventure. Do you want to take on a new hobby? Do you want to try new things this year? It's important also to not feel like shit about our New Year's resolutions because they're all too serious and like nothing to look forward to. Maybe traveling is something you want to do. Maybe you want to take a cooking class. Maybe you want to dance more. Like add something fun. Add something that makes you feel happy and excited. And you should feel happy and excited about most of the things that you're doing. But this is an easy one that you have to feel happy and excited about. An adventure is something that's very important to me. So it's high on my list to prioritize. And then finally, I added this category. Like this category theoretically could fall into personal growth, but I made it its own thing because I personally need to make it its own thing. Organization. I want to digitally organize well this year. I want to physically organize well. I want to get rid of all the photos that have been clogging and cluttering up my phone space for a long time. I want to clear a bunch of photos out. I also want to clear out my notes app, my text app, my email app, like digitally decluttering, keeping my room clean. That's a big one for me. Like that's something that may come really easily and naturally to you doesn't come easily and naturally to me. I have to work for that organization. So, but it's something I want to work for where in years past, and I think I've said this on the podcast before, it was so shame related that I just avoided it. It was too overwhelming for me and it made me feel really bad about myself. So I avoided it. I also thought it was something that maybe I didn't need to do. Like that's fine for you. If you want to be an organization freak, I don't need to do that. I'm fine on my own. And I've decided that yes, I am technically fine, but it's something I want to work on. It's something I want to do. And I had to come up with that for myself instead of feeling like it was coming from the place of I should do this because then it was way more authentic and I felt way better about tackling that. So those are my categories. I hope that these helped you. I hope you can revisit or make new New Year's resolutions. I suggest breaking it down into steps starting by meditating on it, meditating on your years past, what went well and what didn't, and then meditating on who you want to be a year from now. The next step I would say after meditating is journal. Journal about those things that you learned from the meditation. Journal, answer the questions, and then plan it. Break it down. A really good method that I found, and I found this on TikTok, I found this on social media, was breaking and quantifying my goals into quarters. You can do monthly, you can do weekly, whatever works for you, come up with numbers that make it easy to achieve. Again, don't be overly ambitious and, and not know your limits, be aware of yourself, but also set goals that you can achieve. Set goals that make it way more likely for you to accomplish this and way more likely for you to revisit these goals and not just look back and only have year end goals. Make them throughout, continue them, prioritize what goals are important. Again, I'm doing quarterly and I've already planned my podcast. It's been great for me. I love that method. So meditate, journal, and plan. Now let's wrap it up with a tarot card. I have not pulled a single tarot card yet this year. So this tarot card is for us. It's our final message going into 2024. All right, I just shuffled and now we will pull one card from the top. The card of our 2024 is 
The Lovers! Oh my gosh, you guys. What a beautiful card. The Lovers. Love is in the air for all of us this year. Ooh, I love it. Okay. Union, desire, joy. Two Canadian geese are mates for life, traveling partners within an expansive sky. The Lovers card is a welcome sight in any reading, as it suggests a beautiful and strong relationship on the horizon. Yes, you'll experience all the thrills of desire and romance, but meanwhile, you'll be building a solid foundation together. The lovers honor and respect each other, and with that, they can go anywhere. If you're already in a relationship, it's time to be grateful and nourish this rare and precious gem. Some of my notes on this card are, it's a relationship where you maintain your separate identities, but you fit together as a pair naturally. Everything is as it should be in your relationships. You're each bringing a valuable and unique perspective and you're letting the wind carry you and move you forward on your journey together. Oh, you hear that, Andrew? <laughs> We're going to have a great year. So if you're not in a relationship and you want to be, take this as your sign that it is your year, baby. And if you are in a relationship, what's meant to be will be and you're going to have a great year full of love and positive momentum and direction towards a happy, harmonious union. So I love you guys. Happy 2024. I am going to be posting 15 days of my New Year's resolutions. So hopefully they inspire you on my podcast Instagram. So stay tuned for that. I'm going to be doing that throughout the month of January. And like I said, I have lots of exciting plans for this quarter of the podcast. So I can't wait to share them with you guys. Hello and welcome. My name is Megan Lucky and this is A Lucky Life. Come along with me as I try and get to know myself better and hopefully help you get to know yourself better too. 